0: Five.
1: 6 5 4 3 2 1 0 all engines running commit flip
2: hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Life Industries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Thompson. If you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1 844 777 SWAT. That's 1 844 777 7928. Or you can email us at ask at com. That's ask ask at swatradio.com. Well, today is Monday. Doug, how was your Thanksgiving? the
1: Monday after Thanksgiving. It was eventful. It was a, by, by the way, oh. Some of you guys are out there listening today, and you're going, it was supposed to be, thought we wouldn't be live, maybe. Uh, We were supposed to be uh, having one of our recorded messages go out, one of our uh, past favorites, and we ended up uh, being able to come in today. And so uh, we decided to do it. And so it's always better to be live, I think, although some of those guests were pretty good. I don't know, I listened to Davis I think he was on either Thanksgiving or Friday. Um, the pastor from North Carolina who memorized forty oh. books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. That was that was a good interview, man. I that guy is amazing. Uh, hmm. but it just made me want to get back uh, into into memorization again. It's easy to get out of that, but boy, good things. Uh you know, um uh, I it was good Thanksgiving. I was with my folks, got to see my mom and dad. By the way, shout out to you guys, mom and dad. I know you listen. Thank you. Uh, Thank you to WMER there, Meridian, for putting us out there. And, uh, you know, um, there's been a lot going on on social media. um, And I just wanted to uh, let people uh, know if you don't check social media and Meridian, you need to uh, go there because there's a lot on there about uh, coach Mac Barnes, who was my coach, he was a great coach, mm. and is he is a great coach, and uh, he was uh, my coach on our senior high school football team, and we were twelve and zero. Nice. And my memory of Coach Barnes is the day we ran twenty six wind sprints. Man, mm. after <laughs> we we played our first game and did not play very well, and there were people that I mean, he just basically said, "Well, I want to see who wants it." I mean, you couldn't do mm. what happened then today uh but we were running guys were puking and guys were going right after the game oh, oh, no 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 this was the that, next but it was over labor day yeah. like and so we were like man i don't want to do this anymore man it's one of those gut check moments and uh we ended up going ahead and and winning all our games they called us the cardiac cats mm-hmm. but we were 12 and 0 and three of the teams that we beat during the year were ranked in the top 10 across the nation And they had guys that went on to play in the NFL. And uh, I don't think we had anybody sign a D1 scholarship off of our team, but we beat them them all. (laughs) We beat them all. It's like John Wick, send them all. You know, I mean, we beat them all. So it was a really cool thing. So, uh, yeah, Coach Barnes was a a great coach. And uh, I'm glad I had the privilege of playing under him. So uh, a lot going on in the news. Um, Now we're up to Omnicron, right? Is that... Um, omnicron Uh, mm -hmm. yeah omnicron which is the omnicron variant of covid19 you know i heard john macarthur yesterday say and it's true he said you're not gonna stop covid okay vaccines don't stop it uh one mask doesn't stop it two masks doesn't stop it three masks doesn't stop it you're not gonna stop it And what we do have to stop is the fear-mongering that's going on and being used by leaders all over this country uh, and the world Mm -hmm. literally to control people. And fear is a great motivator. And as believers, we do not have to fear anything. We don't have to fear death. Uh, We don't have to fear the government. Somebody had asked uh, him if he is afraid of the politicians as being a threat to the church. He said, they're not a threat to the church. No, i i don't fear politicians they have no power none of these people have power apart from god allowing anything and as his children we continue to move on in faith we move on and we don't move out of fear whatever it is whether it's covid uh, or the economy it doesn't matter we live by faith and we are to put faith on display to people and so Uh, And that means calling truth, truth, whatever it is. Uh, uh, There was a Michigan middle school teacher that packed up his belongings and resigned from his job because uh, he was told to remove a pride flag in his classroom. And I I find sometimes that people who stand for LGBTQ or other causes have more conviction than we do as believers. Mm. Do you see that?
2: Mm-hmm. And they're more fervent, that's for sure.
1: I mean, he just got up, packed his bags, and left, right? And, I mean, like, I, I wish more believers would do that over uh, issues that are important to us. Uh, and some do. Some have. I mean, there's been coaches, you know, that mm. have uh, been fired because they were told they couldn't be a part of a prayer. But, um, you know, I-, I just think that um, – we as believers need to be people of faith. We need to live by faith. And, boy, it's a great time right now. And that and that means uh, that when people talk about Omicron variant, you can say, I'm not afraid. You know, when people are trying to stir this stuff up, I'm not afraid. Um, I, 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 can I tell you how to not be afraid? Use it as an opportunity to witness, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, why haven't we done that as a church? Where are the church leaders? I Very few of them have been standing. It's like, we got to distance. I wonder what Jesus, you know, would have done if he literally walked, because a lot of people are saying Jesus would have social distanced. <laughs> he didn't social distance from lepers. Yeah. You know, the Christians in early, uh, the early church and even Rome, when the plagues were killing people, they weren't social distancing. They were ministering to them.
2: Yeah, and, you know, there's a big thing in history as far as why Rome was able to continue on for a long time. And part of, you know, there's arguments that, oh, Christianity weakened uh, the Roman Empire and killed it. But uh, there's some who argue that Christianity was the only thing that had any sort of social structure for it to glom onto and and stay around for a little bit longer than uh, really it could have. And, you know, that's kind of what you're talking about there is that the the church was the only institution that was able to offer comfort um, for when plagues hit Rome. Um, and that was someone that something that someone used as an example of of what he was talking about in that well, regard.
1: Well, well, when you look at this Omicron variant, I'm just one very grateful that we sovereignly have uh, Governor DeSantis here because mm-hmm. in other places they're already panicking over this variant. I mean they're uh, they're killing uh, like elect, uh, elective surgery, yeah. saying that you can't do that. They're talking about locking down again. I mean, think about that: hip replacements. Uh, aneurysm repair cancerous sections removed some of those are elective Mm -hmm. and uh, and i mean do you think about the impact that it's had on health over the last few years and uh, we are in this forever pandemic that is being used to cause fear among people
2: yeah and to give more and more power to the state and i think that it's not going they're not going to stop that play until the people have said no we're not going for this.
1: Listen, anymore. Uh, Taylor. Okay, so man, when we were driving uh, uh, to Mississippi, there were signs all over different states—not Florida, not here, mm-hmm. but in other states—that seatbelts and vaccines save lives. What? Seatbelts and vaccines save lives. This in the South? Yes. <laughs> and, and and listen, oh, there were signs—not just. These were electronic, you know, the flashing signs yeah, yeah. like an Amber Alert. And then there were also signs that were like like billboards that says, vaccine, save lives, do your part today. And I'm like, I have never seen such a full-blown effort to vaccinate people against something that has a 99.9% survival rate.
2: Yeah, and to see that in the South as I know. well. Like it, it, that, it's, there's,
1: it's, it's just absolutely... Insane, And the believers in this country who are followers of Jesus Christ need to stop living in fear. Mm -hmm. We do not fear those things. Uh, And, you know, even President Biden said that Omicron is a cause for concern, not panic. And yet you have these governors of other states shutting down elective surgeries and stuff. And so I just think as believers, we have a great opportunity right now to use this as a bridge to the gospel. yeah, That's why we're here, right? Mm-hmm. And so we, we have a bridge to tell people, you know, if somebody, if listen, if you're out there and you're not wearing a mask and somebody says, hey, you're not wearing a mask, say, hey, can I help you not be so afraid of this variant or whatever you're afraid of? I would love to share with you because I don't live in that kind of fear. Even if they get mad, it doesn't matter. We are to be loving to them but use it as an opportunity because we are to display a different approach and attitude than the rest of the world.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know how effective that will be now. I mean, uh, <laughs> they're almost NPCs at this point, uh, to be honest. It, 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 some of the ridiculousness you see about people who have absolute fear um, in the way that they're living their life. I saw a video uh, over the weekend of a guy who had taken a picture of, um, a child, uh, a little girl because she didn't have a mask on in the store. And so the dad started following him around. It was like, why are you taking a picture of my oh uh, my on my, of my little daughter? And and the guy was like absolutely terrified to check out uh, of Walmart <laughs> because someone was standing too close to him.
1: Isn't like, that crazy? Yeah. I, well, well, the CDC came out with, uh, something last week that that showed that the most vaccinated countries have the highest transmission rate. Mm -hmm. The lowest vaccinated countries have the lowest vaccination or uh, lowest transmission rate. It's exactly opposite of what they're telling us from the leadership of our country.
2: And they're they're talking about uh, you know, Africa, like, well why is are there not why are (laughs) you know the numbers not so bad in Africa and yeah, it's uh pretty comical if you're just casually observing. and,
1: And our leader said We can't let up until the whole world is vaccinated. He
0: said that, right?
2: Absolutely insane, for sure. (laughs) It's crazy. All right, we are up against the break. We will be back with more in just a moment. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay
0: tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week.
3: Snow is glistening,
0: a beautiful sign,
3: we're happy tonight, walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird, here to stay is the new bird, he sings a love song as we go along. Walking in a winter wonderland.
1: Whoa, there we are. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> uh, he's, he's he's what?
2: Oh, a cold exit. He said. It was a cold exit. Yeah, yeah, so he.
1: Okay, all right. <laughs>
2: uh, anyway. It welcome, is cold outside. You know, <laughs> welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And I am told that we have a caller on the line, Sylvia, correct? Yes. How you doing today?
3: I'm doing good, thank you. All right, what's on your mind? I actually just have an opinion that that is actually totally different than pretty much what you're what you've been talking about and discussing. I mean, I, I am a Christian, and I but I also believe that God gives us, you know, doctors and scientists, and we're, we're able to be treated and have vaccines just like we have for years for flu and and polio, and we have our children vaccinated for measles and everything else, you know, when they attend school so that we won't spread it. And I personally know of, I mean, and I live in a small town called Baldwin, Florida, and I personally I teach know there. of people around me that had, the vir- that had the virus, they were not vaccinated, and that had the virus and have had very, very bad effects from it. And I've also known of one, a friend of my son's and a, and a friend of uh, another friend of mine that were very young people with children who passed away. One was about to get his vaccine before he passed away. I mean, was set up to have it. So I, I really, I really have a little bit of a problem with. To me, it's almost a flip flop with kind of making Christians feel like that they are wrong to get it or they should be worried because they're being asked to get it. I mean, I personally. I've had it, the, the vaccine. I mean, I haven't had the virus. I've had the vaccine. But I like I said, I've had, you know, not because of anything the media told me. My personal experience was, you know, people around me that I've known that were not vaccinated that have had it. And if there wasn't a fatality, they still have very bad side effects from having you, the virus.
2: Do you think my that next the,
3: door neighbor, my neighbor mm-hmm, behind me? Mm-hmm. You know.
2: Do you think that the vaccine should be mandated?
3: Um, no, but I don't really believe that it is going to be forced. But I mean you, you seem like you're kind of, you know, even you, saying that it shouldn't be encouraged, you know.
1: Well well here's here's the thing, Sylvia. I think that people should have uh if they if they want to get an experimental vaccine, that is absolutely their choice. But I think it is absolutely a a move for power on the part of our government leaders to sh- to sh- put fear out there when there is a 0.1% death rate. I'm not saying people don't die. There are people with comorbidities. I have friends. My parents have gotten the vaccine. Okay, people are welcome mm-hmm. to get it. But there is so much misinformation that has been put out there, and we are trying to tell people that faith – for believers, has to triumph over fear. It doesn't mean that you stand in front of a Mack truck. If you have comorbidities or things that make you at risk, by all means, go get that vaccine. Or if you feel led by God, to go get it. But there are so many people that are being like, we personally know two or three people that have been fired because they did not take the vaccine because it was federally mandated. And what we're saying is there's so much fear being put out there that it it is it is for believers. We don't live. We shouldn't be afraid to die. And, you know, we, death is a, Paul. Paul says to die is gain. We should have a much different perspective on death in the world.
2: And just to kind of uh, as far as the vaccines well, go as well. These are not traditional vaccines. You mentioned some of the other vaccines. Um, those are actually things mm-hmm. that are supposed to inoculate you against whatever it is that uh, you're getting the vaccine regimen for. This does not work that mm-hmm. way. Um, you are still liable to get the vaccine. You're still uh, able to die. Or excuse me, you're li- liable to get the virus, COVID. You're able to die from COVID whether you have the vaccine or not. Um, the, the effectiveness of this vaccine is gone down to zero. That's why they keep... Uh, talking about boosters uh, every six months, uh, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So we're and since this is an experimental uh, uh, thing as well to mandate it. And that's really the issue that we have is the mandate to mandate that people get Mm -hmm. that. Otherwise they cannot buy or sell. They can't, um you know go to work and things like that See, I, uh, that is I, I bad i
3: think we're i don't believe that we're coming to that here in florida I mean, I or in, you're, you're here, jumping here, the hold, on, hold, on, hold
2: on hold on hold on hold on hold on here in florida well, are in we florida. talking about okay I, all right so in florida right in florida we might mm-hmm. not be there we we might not have that happen and if de stays uh uh as the governor yeah that might not be something that we have to experience but this no. is already happening around the country and we don't just broadcast in florida we broadcast uh, in a in, in Virginia in Mississippi, and
1: Mississippi and, and Georgia, there are people who are facing
2: this right now. Um, that you know th- that is something that we n- need to talk about. Talk about, I think, and I agree with you. My I am pl- blessed less and- that we are able to do this, uh, mm-hmm. be in Florida and right. uh, not have to worry about that. But there are people who well, really have to worry about that now.
3: My understanding now—I'm not really sure about all areas—but in some cases, is that you do have a choice of either being vaccinated or just being tested regularly. Which I don't see why anybody would have a problem with. Okay, I'll be tested because if I have it, I don't need to go to work and spread it, or you know. Right. Okay. Who has to
2: pay for that test?
3: you have to have the. Who has to pay for that test? You know. Um, well you know you can've I know I've gotten tested for free I don't know about everywhere else but yeah I've but a lot of those one time a lot free. of those
2: things that the the uh, employer is not providing any sort of payment for that and they're testing multiple times within no. a week um, so you know it, it obviously we're talking uh, I, in generalities I, I mean, there well, are a number wasn't of different my employer,
3: places though I mean I, I went on location and was tested I didn't do right, it right, room right. for
2: it. yeah I'm not talking about that it I'm wasn't talking to about my employer I'm talking about people who are, are being offered the option. To be
1: tested well, daily. Like Delta, Delta, Delta uh, pilots, like Delta Airlines, their pilots can they have to test, but they're having two hundred dollars for each test deducted from their from their paycheck, or or maybe it's two hundred a month if they if they refuse not to vaccinate. But the issue again, Sylvia, is not uh, we we're, we're not telling people not to get vaccinated. What I'm tr- trying to communicate very clearly from scripture we are commanded to be salt and light in the world and christians have had as much fear over covid as anybody else and we don't live in fear we are to be people of faith and you know i've had covid my family's had covid we have the Mm t-cell antibodies we do not need the vaccine and there's been so much misinformation that is put out by our leaders the cdc is flip-flop Fauci's flip-flop all these people have flip-flopped on different issues and christians have tried or different people within the christian church have tried to use things and say well if you love your neighbor you'll get vaccinated no because do you know that uh, as of 2 weeks ago there's been at least a dozen news reports about young athletes are around our country and around the world who have died post-vaccine from either um, – they either have um, uh, uh, clots or heart attacks, the pericarditis,
2: Myocarditis. Myocarditis.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're talking about 33-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 23-year-olds. These are professional athletes. And semi-professional athletes, I mean, like, not just a few. We're talking hundreds yep. that have died. And, and, I mean, uh, and I, I'm saying I mean, nobody's I was, talking about that. have seen
3: all those stories. But in, in some cases now, athletes probably have had a lot of injuries that may also have caused some of their... That neck. wouldn't cause myocarditis. Again, myocarditis you know, myocarditis
2: is, is very rare. Well,
3: I'm talking about the, the clots or the things like well, that. But well, I'm sure, I mean, there could be side effects from, you know, from some... from you know vaccines like i'm sure there always could be but at the same time on the flip-flop like i said you were talking about those that are dying i've known you know right personally around me young people that have died from the virus well there you know, have been so i guess you've got to give and take that you know
2: yeah i mean i guess I mean, you gotta
3: consider look. both both sides
1: yeah well
3: yeah well
1: well, well listen well we appreciate you calling in and uh and and sharing your thoughts and, and- one
3: more One more, I'm I'm sorry. While we are with with the mask, though, I I feel personally, my husband has always said, and I don't always wear it now when I'm out and around everywhere. I'm not not forced to either. But my husband has always said, like, you're not really wearing it because you're afraid. You're wearing it that you might help somebody else that might have a you know, a lower deficiency or whatever, if you wear it, you're not necessarily wearing it out of fear. Well, you might be wearing it out of respect for the other person. Well, so anyway, that's just my thought. All
2: right. Well, we appreciate you calling in. But, as far as the mask, go, right, I will you. tell you they uh, have been shown not to be effective numerous times. And so if you wear the mask, you are, uh, in my opinion, you are uh, showing people, you know, you're living your life by a lie. But that's uh, kind of my thoughts. We do appreciate you calling in, though. Um, always love to have uh People with different opinions call in and, and discuss with them what's uh, what they think and why they think it. Right? <laughs>
1: yeah, I I guess I, I, I'm I, I'm just you know my my thing was that I just I think we have to be people of faith, and and especially you think back to that early church when none of the Romans uh, were going to take care of people with plagues. It was the Christians. Who were dying as they were caring for people? Well,
2: yeah, Martin Luther, um, you know, when the black uh, the bubonic plague came in, uh, said, you know, a pastor should not leave his post unless he can find someone else uh, to replace him. Um, you know, and again, you say we need to be people of faith, and I think what the the previous caller proved, we have different definitions now of what it means to be a person of faith, and and I would say, you know, and this kind of ties into wokeness and stuff like that. We have everything uh, that's been a a Christian. Uh, you know definition that we've all agreed on those are all up in up in the air now and now people who you know are Christians or claim to be Christians might have be saying the same things and meaning completely different things
1: by them yeah well i i i i you know i want us we're we're going to get into acts chapter 10 44 through 48 again even though we started it last week before thanksgiving we're going to get into it but the the church has to be the church it's got to be the the beacon of truth and hope in our country uh or around the world we can't cower in fear we can't hide our light we've got to be people that that show hope you know and, and 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 there's this is a great time for that so uh, i just pray that we to do that all
2: right so stick with us we are up against the news break we will be back with more after the news you're listening to SWAT radio stay tuned
1: We have her-
2: Welcome back to SWAT radio. Um, I just like to let all the listeners know that we need to do an intervention for Doug. I I think he's a a caffeine addict. Uh, He forgot his caffeine drink and had to run down and get it over Oh
1: my gosh, that's what the problem is today. I got it. Okay. Um, No, we are in Acts chapter 10 for like the fifth week looking at Cornelius. But you know, Peter and Cornelius... That story of Cornelius' conversion is so important that the Holy Spirit went through it three times. Mm. I mean, you know, in the Marine Corps, if if you had something on a test coming up, they'd stomp their foot three times (laughs) to say, like, you need to know this. If something's in the Bible once, it's important, right? Mm -hmm. If God puts it in there three times, you need to pay attention to it because he he's saying this is an important and it is significant. Why? Because for the Jewish people to allow Gentiles to be part of the same body was a huge thing. You got to remember in the Old Testament, Gentiles they, they went in and they wiped out entire Gentile villages so that they would remain pure. And God's saying no. Nope. The Gentiles are a part of this. They've always been part of the plan, and your mission was to go reach them. And so what we want to look at in Acts chapter 10 is we are in the last five verses, and really we're looking at what happens when someone has a moment of salvation. Everybody may not remember their exact moment. Like some people may have a Paul on the road to Damascus moment. But, you know, the Holy Spirit didn't come on Paul on that road. Jesus revealed himself to Paul, but it wasn't until a few days later when Ananias laid his hands on him that the Holy Spirit came in, baptized him, and he was baptized. Well, we see with Cornelius, Cornelius was a God seeker. He was a religious man. He loved God. But the Holy Spirit had not come upon him until what we're going to read today. And when that happens, Peter and those six guys with him are blown away. And so we're going to look at the three things. We talked a little bit about it before we broke. We were talking specifically about the indwelling Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit came into uh, Cornelius. He began speaking in tongues, which, by the way, was a group authenticating sign in Acts. It is not normative for somebody to have salvation and start speaking in tongues. That is not normative. It's not normative for somebody uh, to have a delay in the baptism of the Spirit, Um, like we see with the Samaritans, right? The Samaritans believed and were baptized, but Peter had not come yet, and the Holy Spirit delayed with the Samaritans until Peter came and laid his hands on him. And so what we're going to see is what's normative for the, the majority of people, and and we're going to see three things this week. We're going to look at one today and tomorrow, uh, one Tuesday and one Wednesday. And, and so these three things we receive at the moment of salvation, first of all is God's provision of the fullness and the indwelling Holy Spirit. Uh, I heard John MacArthur use that term, and, and I thought it was a great way to describe it because the Holy Spirit was there in the Old Testament, like with David when David said don't take your spirit from me mm. so the spirit would be there but it wasn't the fullness that came after the crucifixion and resurrection it wasn't the permanent indwelling holy spirit um and so we're going to see God's provision of that indwelling holy spirit where we become the temple that is permanent and you know for the spirit to dwell in us second we're going to see Uh, Our privilege to make a public confession of our love and loyalty for Jesus. And then third, a passion for fellowship with other believers. We'll look at that Wednesday. And so uh, as we go into this text, I want you to read 44 through 48 again. Then we're going to come back and kind of look at each one of these.
2: All right. While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word.
1: Peter comes, and it says, notice in verse 44, while Peter was still saying these things, Peter had just started his message, really. I mean, he hadn't been preaching that long, and he was preaching the good news of peace through Jesus, that he's Lord. He was preaching about his resurrection, uh, about Jesus um, being raised from the dead, and about the witnesses, Peter being one of them. And then while he was still saying all that, it says the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. Now, the word, when when they heard the word, there's two types of hearing that can take place. You can hear with faith or without faith, and this is obviously hearing with faith. And when the Holy Spirit fell on them, the implication there is, is that they had nothing to do with it, right? Because who was speaking? Uh, Peter. It wasn't Cornelius, Yeah, and it wasn't the other people with him. So Peter was speaking, and the Holy Spirit cuts him off and says, okay, you're done with your message. I'm taking over now. And then they start praising God in unknown languages to themselves. I mean, they they had never studied those languages. That's what it means. By the way, for people out there that may have been taught or may have have, uh, been told, that um this is a private prayer language that's not true this is a unknown it's a known language like it's a known language like spanish french chinese that's what that greek word means It's a known language that word tongue is a known language it is not some unknown uh private prayer language that uh you have to really stretch to find any kind of way to justify that because It is talking about a known language here. So imagine Cornelius, what he's feeling. He's listening to this guy preaching, and all of a sudden, he just starts speaking. Have you ever had anything like that happen, where something happened, and you're just like watching yourself do something, and you go, okay, where's that coming from? Uh, Not that I can immediately recall. Uh, There have been times when I've been preaching overseas uh, one time in particular, I, I remember I fasted all night. Mm. I just felt led to fast before I did an outreach the next day. Well, as I fasted, I felt like I needed to go in a different direction than what I had planned to preach on. Mm. But I didn't have any notes, I didn't have any kind of things put together. And so, but I felt like that's what God wanted me to do after praying all night. And so that's what I did. And that was a moment where I was like, I didn't even know what, where I was going or Mm. I just felt like I got up there and I started preaching about Jesus. I focused on who he was and, and what he had done and our need for him. And all these verses popped into my head. And I mean, it was just like, it it was this fluid thing that I, it was almost like an out of body experience where you're going, how is that even happening? But I believe the spirit of God moved me to do that. Um, but I'm sure that Cornelius was sitting there going, what's happening? You know, what's happening? It's like a few weeks ago when we did an outreach, one of our SWAT guys had a salvation moment. And he asked me, what's happening to me?
3: Mm.
1: He, he didn't, he, he he was feeling this flood of emotions and he didn't even know how to stop it. And it's because the Holy Spirit comes upon you in such a way that he he leads you. And, you know, when you are filled with the Spirit, you are being led by the Spirit. And at, at the baptism of the Spirit, that happens. And so when the Spirit comes on you, all of a sudden the Spirit takes control. Well, what happens is after the initial experience of the baptism of the Spirit, there's only one baptism, right? When the Spirit comes in Mm -hmm. and and so you can be filled with the spirit after that or you can struggle with your flesh and if you're struggling with your flesh guess what the flesh is overruling the spirit and the things that you do and god is not glorified in that because the spirit's job is to glorify the father and so the spirit we are commanded to be filled with the spirit But we're never commanded to be baptized in the spirit because that's God's job. So we're commanded to go preach the gospel. And back in Ezekiel 36, I shared this last week, God said through the prophet Ezekiel, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. I will turn your heart of stone to a heart of flesh. In other words, I'm going to make your hard heart soft, And I will put my spirit within you, and I will cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. The Spirit's job is to lead us to truth, not to cause you to speak in unknown languages, although he does that. He has done that. He could do that today, but that's not normative. Uh, The Spirit's job is not to make you heal somebody. It is to glorify the Father And notice what Ezekiel says, I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and to obey my, be careful to obey my rules. So how do we validate we're God's people in the world? How does Jesus say you show you love him? By obeying him, right? So if you have the spirit of God in you, you are going to be obedient to the commands of Christ. Not perfectly, but that's your desire. And as you do that, it validates you as one of God's people, not because you keep his rules, because it's evidence of the spirit working in your life. Does that make sense? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that's pretty, I don't know. I, yeah, I I think people sometimes will get uh, a little confused and, and uh, think that it's the doing that uh, is somehow
1: justifying you being in the family, but it doesn't. The doing comes out of the fact that the Spirit is in you. That's the evidence that the Spirit is actually in you and leading you. Yeah. So...
2: Alright, we are up against the break. We will be back with more in just a moment. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neil Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SquatRadio.com. That's Doug D-O-U-G at
0: SWATRadio.com. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We'll be back shortly for further
1: discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales. service.
2: The bells by casting crowns, can not that a good song? Yeah, it is. Can't believe it's the fourth segment already.
1: And uh, it's already over almost. Yeah, I know. Wow. um
2: If you'd like to join the discussion or if you have any questions, we are looking at Acts chapter ten verses forty four through forty eight. The number to call is one eight four four triple seven SWAT. That's one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. Or you can email us at ask at swatradio.com. That's ask a s k at radio dot com.
1: You know. Uh, I'm, Taylor, as we look at this passage on the Holy Spirit, uh, there there's a lot of, um, there's just a lot of bad teaching out there on the Holy Spirit today. Unfortunately, uh, because of um, the, um, I don't know, the what I would call the hyper charismatic movement mm-hmm. or, or um, you know, it, it, it's focused so much on the gifts that, people have forgotten that the Holy Spirit's job is to glorify Christ, not itself, not himself, I mean. And so um, I know that um, there's just a lot of bad teaching out there about that, and we talked a lot about that last week. And, you know, I, I go back to that Ezekiel passage when it says, I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules the, the primary role of the Holy Spirit is is, is to bring us, sorry. Oh, that? Wow, that, was, that was an alarm going off to remind me to pray. Uh, oh, there you uh, go. Anyway, um, uh, I, I just, um, I, I think that we, we've we got to go back to to what the Spirit's role is, and it's to glorify Jesus. And how do we glorify Jesus? Jesus says, you show you love me by obeying me. And that goes back to Ezekiel. Jesus said in John 14, I'm going to ask the Father, and he's going to give you a helper, another helper, to be with you forever, because he wasn't. And he says, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. See, up until that point, the Spirit was not dwelling in them. It was with them. In Jesus, right, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, I even remember, and we shared this last week too. John seven thirty seven, when Jesus was at the feast, he says, "If anybody thirst, let him cry out and come to me and drink. And whoever believes in me, as the Scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water." And this he said about the Spirit, whom he, though, whom those who believed in him were to receive, future tense. For as yet the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. And so we are the temple in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, it was come and see God at the temple where he dwelt. In the New Testament, it's go and be God to the world. doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit wasn't active and moving in the Old Testament. He was. He came He came on certain people at certain times. I'm sure he moved in Daniel, he moved in Job, he moved in Abraham. Everybody that was God's servant who was in a good relationship with the Father could not have done that without the the work of the Spirit, you know, and faith. Cuz faith faith came to them by what? The Holy Spirit coming and revealing things to them and empowering them to do things in the same way the Holy spirit would come on at Samson and empower him mm-hmm. to, to defeat a thousand people with a jawbone of a donkey. He comes on people to reveal the truth. The only thing about the people in the old Testament is they did not know Jesus was going to be a suffering servant. They didn't, it was a mystery to them, but they were very much aware of the spirit and, um, I think just sometimes in our culture today, especially with the television, and I've seen it overseas, too, unfortunately, what gets piped to other countries a lot is some of the craziness we see on television that, I mean, it's just, it's really sad, because uh, in some of these other countries, they pick up on that, and they try to emulate that, and it's just bad theology, you know, it's bad theology about the Holy Spirit, Yeah, and so... You know, and
2: it's something that, uh, I guess, I don't know how to say it, but there's a certain level of, uh, well, yeah, there's a certain level of narcissism that comes with it uh, and too much maybe introspection uh, that, you know, that, oh, I must do this to uh, truly be a Christian. And in that way, it gets warped and it almost comes back to a gospel of works, kind of like what, uh, you know, was in the Roman Catholic Church before, uh, you know, the Protestant Reformation. And it's just kind of funny to see, uh, you would think of those two things as being on extreme sides of each other, but are both coming to the same conclusion that, you know, it's what you do that saves you. Like for people who say that if you don't speak in tongues, you're not really saved or, yeah. or, or stuff like that. You and know there's I mean?
1: people that teach that yeah. out there, you know? Um, but the, the way the spirit, um, uh, regenerates us is through faith. Right. I mean, like, and so that was his role, even in the old Testament, it's not an Old Testament Holy Spirit so don't hear me saying that but the Holy Spirit had a different uh role or uh, like like uh, like I said John MacArthur said you see more of a fullness of the spirit in the New Testament but the Spirit's work uh, is in the process of regeneration itself or uh, rebirth for us and there were people like Abraham was justified by his what faith mm-hmm. and that came from the work of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit uh, in the New Testament actually indwells us and fills us and permanently stays with us. That is what's different from the Old Testament. That that was not there in the Old Testament. And what Paul calls in, in uh, Ephesians 1 is that we get sealed with the Holy Spirit. It's almost like an engagement ring, you know, from God saying – Okay, I'm putting my seal on them, and I'm holding them permanently, and they didn't see that. But the, there's a third aspect of the Holy Spirit, and that is that the Holy Spirit is actually something that teaches us to obey and leads us to obey and restrains us from sinning. You know, it actually, the Spirit in the life of the believer, um, you know, um, the, the, the Spirit is there to help us. To 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 give us that exit route, as Paul calls it, from sin. When there's a temptation, mm-hmm. the Spirit illuminates that, and he he illuminates Satan's work to us. Can we be deceived? Sure, we can. Uh, when when do we usually get deceived? When we're not spending time in the Word, when we're not close to God, and when we uh, allow the world to have more of a voice in our life than God does. And so uh, so anyway, I I just think that. When we think about what Jesus said, he said, anyone who believes in me, out of his heart's going to flow the rivers of the Spirit. So belief is the key to getting the Holy Spirit. When you believe, the Holy Spirit comes in you. The moment you believe. Now, I'm not saying believe like you believe in George Washington. Mm -hmm. I'm saying the the biblical belief, which is the faith that Abraham had to believe in something he couldn't see but something God had told him was going to happen. It's a it's a faith that produces an action, and and that's what it it, it 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 and it comes on Cornelius and all those with him. This is in effect the Pentecost of the Gentiles, hmm. and it's a really cool thing. What happened to Peter and the apostles in Acts chapter two is now happening to the Gentiles. It happened to Samaritans in Acts chapter eight, and now we're here. And so, um, uh, by the way, Howard. If you are listening, you called on, I think, Tuesday of last week. And if you are listening, call in. But you got to be on air. Hmm. Uh, You called in, and he emailed me. He emailed and said he he was driving, and I don't want him to have a wreck. But I want you to call in because the moment you call in and say you want those two tickets to The Chosen, by the way, there may still be some available. I know they've extended the showings. The Chosen Christmas Special is going to be on um, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and I'm not sure the other nights you can go to the Chosen Christmas Special. Google it. But Howard Ward, if you are listening out there, call in because I've got two tickets for you, but you got to call in. <laughs> you got to pull off and call in, okay? Um, and, and tomorrow, if you're just tuning in to SWAT, I will probably be giving away, I think, two more tickets tomorrow uh, to the Chosen Special on Wednesday. So, Howard, if you don't call in today, you better call <laughs> in tomorrow because I'm going to give away four. If I if I don't hear from you by a certain time, I'll probably give yours away tomorrow. All right. Um, but, yeah, the Chosen Christmas Special is going to be this week, and we're going to finish up um, – acts uh 10 44 through 48 this week both tomorrow and wednesday and uh still working on my guests for thursday this week all
2: right and uh you know we've only got about two minutes left so howard at the beginning of the program tomorrow i will make sure to say uh, something so that, yeah, uh, I, yeah you
1: got a little bit more time yeah to, uh, well, well i know in. he listens so while he's driving <laughs> he, he told me you know he listens and so uh and he did call the other day but he was on speakerphone and I think uh, was Tom here? It was Tom, wasn't it? Last week? Uh, yeah, Tom I, I was here was Tom last uh, instead of Tuesday. Steve. Yeah. So Tom had told him it won't work with a speakerphone, you know. And oh, so, that's so, what happened. So no, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so anyway,
2: I thought because uh, Tom just came in and said, "Oh, he didn't want to be on. He just wanted the tickets." I was like, "Oh,
1: <laughs> no, he wanted it." So anyway, hey, thanks for listening today, Sylvia. Again, thanks for the call, and and um, Taylor, I'm glad we got to come in today. Oh, wait, is that Howard? I is don't know, we don't in? got enough time. Is, it, is he? Is that Howard? He's going to have to call tomorrow, man.
2: <laughs> we right. don't have enough Howard nope.
1: in tomorrow. We'll get you those tickets.
2: All right, uh, you've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or like to listen to past programs, please visit www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day.